The Sixers take down the Warriors at home and have now won four straight games, but can we officially say this team is turning the corner? We will break all of that down and a whole lot more. Let's go. Perfect. What is going on, everybody? Welcome into Philly Take with RB. You know what to do. Hit the like button on this video. Subscribe to the show. Hit the bell. Don't miss any of the content. We are bringing the content every single day to Sixers Nation. Today, we are back. The Sixers take down the Warriors 118-106 at the Wells Fargo Center. Let me tell you this. The Sixers are now 4-0 on this homestand. They have three more games. Raptors, Pistons, Clippers at home. Let me ask you. Drop a comment down below. Yes or no? Can the Sixers win the next three and go to 7-0 and on this homestand? Seven in a row. I really think that could, uh, you know, shake this team in a positive direction. But we'll talk about whether this team is turning the corner and all that stuff. Nonetheless, Sixers get it done last night. Also, before we get into that, one act of business. Shout out to A to Z Philly. If you guys have not yet, subscribe to this channel down below. If you're interested in Eagles coverage, if you're interested in supporting me, Let's drive some traffic over there. We'll be live tomorrow, halftime and post-game shows over there, Eagles versus Bears, so check it out. All right, so the Sixers get it done, and uh, let's be honest. This was one of those games where it, it kind of just felt even keel. It was cruise control all the way to the third quarter and the fourth quarter. I was in attendance with my guy, Sean Bernard. Shout out to him. Great guy, by the way. It was fun chopping it up, talking with him, and, and we'll talk about a few things in particular, but... Uh, the Sixers go and get it done. That's the most important thing. No, it wasn't a pretty win. No, it wasn't perfect. But I feel like this team is finally learning how to win some of these games. And I said this a couple of days ago. There are a lot of games during the season that fall into three categories. They're either really bad, really good, or they're right in the middle. And, and they just fall somewhere in between, right? And in those games that fall somewhere in between, I've come to realize, not just with the Sixers, but with every team, there are games where one team is superior and they kind of are just, I mean, it's a bad way to say it, but they're just bored. They're just bored. And, and no, I'm not saying that's right or that's how it should be, but these are some of the problems we have when we talk about why the season is so long and all that. And sometimes teams are just bored and they come out and they, they're just in cruise control and then boom, they go win it in the fourth quarter. That's what this game was last night. Coming into the week, you thought, okay, this is going to be a test. This is going to be a huge game. You're going up against the Warriors, but then... On the day of, you see, oh, no Steph Curry, no Draymond Green, no Wiggins, no Iguodala. So you're going up against Clay, Jordan Poole, DiVincenzo, and, and the rest of the backup. So it's just one of those games. And coming out in the first half, the Sixers looked bored. They did. Joel Embiid was there. And, and I'm, I'll be honest, like he didn't look like he wanted to play. He looked like he had personal things going through his mind. And he was just going through the motions. Luckily, James Harden came out and was superior from the opening tip. But... Midway through the third quarter, when the game is, is you know, tied or very close. And, you know, Sean and I said it. We were sitting there at the beginning of the game. We said, oh, all these guys are out for the Warriors. This is going to be a nail biter. And, uh, you know, Joel Embiid woke up in the third quarter. He said, oh, I am Joel Embiid. I always talk about this realization point in Sixers games where Joel says, I am Joel Embiid. And he just dominated the rest of the game and nobody could stop him. And the Sixers get it done. Uh, before we break down some of it in particular, also, as we always do, I would, you know, if I go to the game, I'm going to show you some pictures because that's what this channel is about. It's about incorporating the fans and uh, the fan base. So, yeah, it was cool to see Clay in real life. I wish Steph was playing. I did see him on the bench. He had a, a gray hoodie and gray sweats on. 
Um, and he was walking around all game. But yeah, here's some photos. You know, there's Clay, DiVincenzo, my guy from Nova. Uh, Clay has such a unique game, man. He really does. It's interesting to watch. And it's really interesting to watch how the Warriors move. Uh, you know, some of these rotations they run, some of these sets, and some of these like just cuts they make. It's crazy to see in real life, even if their stars aren't in. Um, but yeah, we have that. We have uh, James Harden here at the free throw line was pretty cool. There was a packed crowd. It definitely wasn't like that Lakers game. I'm telling you, that Lakers one was just out of this world. There, I mean, there were so many LeBron fans there. Last night, there were some Curry fans, but overall, it was dominant by the Sixers fans. Uh, and then the end of the game, Steph and Joel. What were they saying there? Drop down a comment. Uh, what do you guys think they were talking about? Maybe a little recruiting pitch? Nah, let me not get ahead of myself. That would be crazy, though, to see these two on the same team. Uh, but yeah, Sixers get the dub and, um, you know, all that matters, I guess, is that we got the win, but there was good and bad throughout this game. Uh, I thought the Sixers came out early. I thought they were, you know, just going through the motions. I thought James Harden was fantastic. And, you know, I said this when James Harden came back, he's the glue piece of the offense. That's what he is. The way he gets guys in position, I see him calling certain things out, just like pushing the shooters around and just making plays. And I thought last night the Sixers utilized a lot more pick and roll with James and Joel, there were certain points where Joel was trying to kind of do it on his own. He was taking a few bad shots early on, and then they just started to work together again. And it is so dominant, whether it's James Harden pulling up at the elbow or Joel with that little fadeaway shot. You just can't stop it. We need to continue to utilize that pick and roll and get other guys involved. For example, DeAnthony Melton uh, was fantastic yet again. I feel like every game I go to, Melton is great. And oh, by the way, uh, the Sixers are now 3-0 and in games I've attended. Sixers Twitter is organizing the RB season ticket fund. So they, they want me to go to every home game because apparently we can't lose if I'm there. But anyway, DeAnthony Melton had uh, 17 points last night, 9 rebounds, 7 assists. Joel Embiid had 34, and at one point in the fourth quarter, I'm talking with Sean, and we look up at the scoring uh, board you know, where they have all the stats listed, and you know, I'm like, Joel has 30? Like, I've never seen a guy have a 30-point game so easy. And he now has six games in a row with 30-plus points. But look at this stat line, man. 34 points, 13 rebounds, 4 assists, 4 steals, 2 blocks, 10 for 12 from the line. I'm sorry, man. Right now, to me, Joel Embiid should be the MVP. He's leading the league in scoring again. He's doing all of this. He came out to start the season. Everybody was complaining and, you know, what Joel usually does is he starts a little bit slow and then he just picks it up at a rampant pace and he's just unreal. It's unbelievable. And one of the things I'm most impressed with seeing it with my own eyes is the way he's able to to pass out of these double teams. Now, it was never like that before. He has taken everything personal and he has improved his game to that next level. Um, they're not even doubling and tripling him sometimes. Like last night, they just went to his own defense. They said, even if we double him, he's still going to beat us. And Joel just scans the entire floor and boom, he just dishes it right out to the corner for a PJ Tucker three. By the way, PJ has been hitting some shots. Um, but yeah, man, Joel Embiid is just, he is unreal. He is must see basketball every single night. And he does this with ease. He does it with ease. It didn't even feel like he had 30 based on how bad he played in the first half. And it's just so easy for him. Nobody can stop this guy. He is a train wreck. I mean, I'm watching Lamb and some of these other dudes. Kavon Looney almost had a triple-double somehow. They're trying to stay in front of Joe. They just can't. They just can't. I mean, that's what it is. And, and Joe is so skilled now with his handles and his fadeaways and all this stuff. 
you, you got to guess. You have to guess when you're guarding him. You have to guess, and, and it's just it's not going to work. Like I said, I thought James Harden did a great job last night uh, facilitating the offense. Even if he doesn't score, again, it's just the fact that he has such a high IQ. He can get everybody involved. 27 points, 9 assists, 5 rebounds. I thought Thibel played great defense. Like I said, the rotations have been inconsistent, so now Thibel's playing more. Uh, and Tobias was out last night, which is, you know probably gave him more minutes. But Trez is in now. No more Paul Reed, I guess, for the next however many games. Trez is in, and you know he's out there screaming and, and doing his thing. Daniel House. Niang was 3 for 12. I, I didn't even know that. But uh, he had a couple big shots, which were good for this team. And Shake Milton you know, continues to stay aggressive. So I definitely liked it in terms of the Warriors. You know, DiVincenzo was heating up. He had 15 in the first quarter. I'm like, okay, this is one of those games where the opposition guy, where someone who's, you know, either a six man or, or usually starts once in a while, like DiVincenzo, who I love. Uh, I'm like, he's going for 40, seeing him hit all those shots. And then after the first quarter, he didn't really touch the ball a lot. I don't know why. Uh, Jordan Poole had a lot of shot attempts. He, you know, he did what he was expected to do, but the Warriors just did not have enough firepower. Clay is a very unique player, but, you know, he can't handle the ball that much. I mean, he was handling it a little bit, but you can tell, like, you, Clay needs Steph, right? Like, Steph uh, just gets him in the perfect position. He's so sharp with every movement. It's such a fascination to watch uh, because his shot is so quick on the release, and he, it's just, like, how clean he is as a player. It's really cool to see up front. Um, but, yeah, the Sixers turned it on in the third quarter. They get it done. The one gripe I have, because I'll give Doc Rivers credit, he has had this team prepared. Uh, the one gripe I had last night with Doc Rivers is he kept the uh, a certain rendition of the death lineup in. It was Thibel, Harrell, Niang, and Daniel House with Harden for like five to six minutes. And then there was a timeout with like eight minutes to go. We had a chance to bring Embiid back in. He was still gassed, but you know the, the Warriors were cutting it down a little bit, 10 or 12 points. And then he kept that death lineup in for a couple minutes. Against better teams, you can't really do that or they're going to take advantage. Uh, the Warriors had cut it down to like eight. Then he got Joel back in and it was over. The Warriors just lost their shot. They couldn't uh, hit anything else. They couldn't hit anymore. So that was really the game. Uh, Sixers are on their longest win streak of the season, four in a row. They have a 119.4 offensive rating. Shout out to Jacob Moreno on Twitter for these stats. And look at this, Embiid is averaging 39 a game over the last four, 11 rebounds and 1.5 steals on 71 shooting, uh, true shooting percentage. And Harden is averaging 23.8, 6.3 rebounds, 13 assists, and 59.8 true shooting percentage. So, I mean, you got to love to see it. If you can get this type of consistent production out of this team going forward, I mean, this is what you need. You need to stay healthy. But if you can get these two playing together like they did last night, this is what you need. This is what you need. Um, and and when you add Tyrese Maxey back into the mix, that's going to be another thing. Uh, and, and if Tobias can keep playing the way he is, this team could be really good. And now you've won four in a row. Now you're building that momentum and you're moving. You're moving, right? You're moving in the right direction a little bit. I'm not going to say that this team has turn the corner just yet if they win the next three I'll say okay seven in a row now they're going now they're going especially if they play you know a good team or two but uh really what it takes is the Sixers have to find their identity I've been saying this since the beginning of the season this is what you need to do this is what matters from the regular season like I said there's a lot of games where they're boring and teams are just kind of floating through but if you find your identity and you're ready and prepared to come during the playoffs 
you're going to be you're going to be a good team. You're going to have a chance. You're going you'll always have a chance with Joel Embiid and Harden on your team, but you'll have a real shot. So they have to keep playing like this and and keep it grounded. Now, shout out to Jacob again because he posted this one play and I remember this play in real time. By the way, another play I wanted to mention off the top of my head before I forget. Uh Thibel had an amazing block. He had really great on-ball defense. I loved the defense last night from Thibel, Melton, Tucker. Uh, but Thibel was really locked in. And as a guy who hasn't gotten consistent minutes, I thought it was great. He swatched Jordan Poole into the front row. What a play that was to see in real time. Uh, but anyway, this play here on the offensive side, uh, and, and, you know, Jacob kind of describes it here, but essentially look at this little creative thing. It's not, it doesn't have to be anything so over the top, but just look at what this does. Embiid starts with it up top and look at Niang kind of set this little flare screen here. Boom, just a quick motion like that. And look at Harden come up to the top and Joel kind of rolls down low and see his defender because obviously these guys are a bit inexperienced, but they get confused right here. They get confused the guy probably should have switched, but he didn't. And he tries to roll, and it just creates that little separation. And boom, boom, Harden knocks it down. It's just the little things like that, just little motions that can get guys open. And, you know, it adds more creativity to your offense. Even though the Warriors were not full strength last night, the reason they were getting open looks is, I, I mean, I'm watching in real time. You have four guys just cycling around the court, man, running through the paint, just getting guys off of, uh, you know, their mindset in terms of where they're supposed to be. They're just confusing the heck out of you. Um, and it's what the Warriors have done for years. And just seeing the Sixers again do little things like this. I mean, th these are the things we should be implementing in the offense. This is what I usually talk about. And when you have Maxi and Tobias, I mean, teams are not going to be able to really, you know, hold an idea of what you're going to do on the offensive side. Uh, the last thing Doc Rivers mentions the possibility per Austin Krell on Twitter of going with a three-guard lineup when Maxi returns, says they'd like to try Thibel at the four if the opposition accommodates him with a small ball lineup. Says the three-guard lineup with Harden, Melton, and Milton was out of necessity tonight. So, hey, we might see Melton plugged into the starting lineup. You never know. Uh, he has been really, 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 really effective. So, definitely, a, you know, a good win at the end of the game. I, again, it wasn't perfect for a long time. We're waking or we're waiting and we're, we're seeing like, all right, when's this team going to wake up? When are they going to wake up? And they finally did. They pull off and beat hard and were great. And the Warriors just could not stop them. And the Warriors, you know, lost their shot in the fourth quarter. The Sixers had a couple great defensive plays. And it's just one of those games where they got through. But those are just all my thoughts. Give me yours down below in the comments section. How do you feel about last night's game and moving forward? Give me all your thoughts. Appreciate everybody for tuning in. Be sure to like, comment, subscribe. And like always, I will catch you on the next one. Peace.